fans, welcome to episode 30 of Scourge Divas. My name is Kirsty and I am joined by my fellow Scourge Diva, Casey. Hello! How the fuck are you? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Still, still uh, alive and kicking? Still alive and kicking, surviving in this uh, allegedly post-pandemic world. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands <laughs> of people are getting infected every day, but it's over, so it's all fine, don't worry about it. What Did you fuck? know that the area that I live in is currently in the top ten worst um, areas of Europe? I, I didn't... Accor- according to the World Health Organization. We're number eight. We're eighth. We're the eighth worst... Um, area in terms of like infection rates in Europe. That's uh, the, the area that I live in. <laughs> wow. I found that out and I'm like, I don't really know what to do with this information now. Like, never leave my house again. Yeah, I mean that sounds like a, a reasonable a reasonable thing to do. I think. Well, I don't understand. Like, so I can kind of understand. Like, I think that I don't know if Dundee is the worst, but it's up there. Yeah. Um, but I can kind of understand Dundee because it's like a city. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot, like lots of people live in Dundee. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a reasonable sized um, city that a lot of people will you know commute in to work in and stuff like that. Don't understand my area because not a huge amount of uh, of of big towns really. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why why. We're we're one of the massive ones. It's not like you know I would expect maybe like Glasgow or Edinburgh, like the big big cities. Yeah. Um. Don't quite understand why the bit I live in is has massively high infection rates. That's weird. Don't get it. I I don't know where where Glasgow is, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's really up there because we've got one of these football fan zones for the oh, yeah. European Championships. So we've got yeah, a big is, park that... where you can have 5,000 people mingling unmasked every day because apparently that's safe. But I can't yeah. have five other people in my house. Yeah, that is weird. But it's outside, so it's fine. Let yeah. me find out. You t- tell tell everybody what you've been up to recently and I will find out what the, the Scottish ones in the, the World Health Organization top 10 are. Honestly, I've not been up to to much. I've been working and I've been um, I've been playing arena, and that's about it. Oh, um, I I got to the the finals of Battle of Wits. Nice. So you may remember um that Casey and I were were in one of the the, the uh, early rounds of Battle of Wits. Yeah. And uh. Myself and Joe from Hour of Devastation got absolutely humped by Casey <laughs> and her her breadth of magic knowledge. The um the semi finals was a lot closer. Yeah. Let me, let me put it that way. But um, who was who was in the semi finals? Remind oh, me. Uh now I'm gonna embarrass myself because I don't remember who's <laughs> in the semi finals. I don't remember either. That's why I was asking. Uh, let me check. Do you find that the pandemic has just completely obliterated any sort of mental capacity you had for anything? Um, like information. Uh, yeah. Processing. Yeah. I I don't even know what know what's happening anymore. At the top, Tayside is the the worst place in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, Fife, where I am. Greater Glasgow is up there. Uh, Lothian, so I guess Edinburgh as well, which I kind of expected, and Lanarkshire. Yeah. Which, is there a fan zone in Lanarkshire? I don't know. 
I guess that's uh, near Glasgow. I, I wonder if it's because like I wonder if it's because like a lot of people obviously are going to live in Lanarkshire that go into Glasgow to work or to yeah. socialise, and then the same with like Fife or Edinburgh. Yeah, maybe. So that's maybe a contributing factor. Possibly. Potentially, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I'm not a scientist. You're not. I'm not. No, I know that's that's going to come as a major surprise, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I'm barely even a person anymore. Oh. What? I thought you were a scientist. No. Okay. Um, I found out who was in my semi-final. Okay, who was in your semi-final? So it was me, um, Logan, who is Seraph underscore six on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a lot of tech stuff. I believe he's with the command zone, but he does uh, a lot of, sort of community management of setting up discords and stuff for various content creators. Mm-hmm. And Tomer from MTG Goldfish, who's their budget commander guy. Yep. Nice. And then the the finals is soon. We've not recorded yeah. it yet. We've not recorded it yet, so I don't want to I don't want to put too much pressure on Max by by saying, Oh, it'll definitely be out by X date because I don't Shout know. out to Max by Shout the way. Shout out who to does Max. It, to just battle, buzz Battle of Wits and yeah. uh, other uh, other magic content. Have you seen his one where he does the um, he goes through the uh, is it? It's not the um. What is it? It's the uh. It's not the mechanic. Is it the mechanics? He goes to like a loads of mechanics, but to the tune of um. The tune of the. Oh, you know, like I the, am very the, the modern major general. Or. No, the one. It it's like it goes. It's the you know the song where they go through all the countries and animated. Yes. But I have see- seen it. I have seen it. I thought I'm getting myself mixed up. I thought it was I am the very model of a modern major general that he did it to. But I, I mean, both of those songs are big, long, fast list songs. So that's probably why I'm getting myself mixed up. It's really good. Yeah. I'm gonna, you can edit this out, but I'm going to plug him. But I need to see what his YouTube channel is actually called. Max makes magic. Yeah, Max. Max makes magic on YouTube. Go and go and give him a follow. He's very good. He also did a um a, what ages and ages ago he did that when we 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 wrote our magic version of um. Was <laughs> that <laughs> Max? Yes. I did not know. That. No. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> he did. We did. We did a magic version of "If I Had a Million Dollars" by Bare Naked Ladies, and Max actually <laughs> recorded it for us. It's so good. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and retweet it when um when this episode goes out because it's amazing. I didn't know that was Max. That that's was so Max. Awesome. So good. So good. So the finals, yeah, we're recording soon. Um, it's me. It's um ALK Alters, who mm-hmm. is a digital altar artist. He's very good. And Gavin Verhey from Wizards of the Coast. So what a I, lineup! I finally get my wish from the end of episode two, uh, where I said I want to take on Gavin. So I had to work for it. I had to work through a semi-final, but I got there. We got there. Well done. I'm very impressed. All the uh, all the the, the divas fandom are behind you. All three of them. (laughs) It's been a while since we recorded an episode last. Because a little while. Life's a bitch. Yeah. There is there is a a lost episode that will be. Released at some point, episode twenty nine and a half. Uh, 
that we recorded and uh, I never got round to editing, so um, it's it's a bit late for it now, but we'll release it at some point <laughs> as a sort of a retro Lost episode special. Yeah, but yeah, like it's, a it's been a years, little while. I'll look, I'll look back, like a little snapshot of, of yeah. magic history from like mid-pandemic. Yeah. So... I don't remember what we talked about in that last episode, but new big news, uh, Dungeons & Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms is releasing this weekend, I want to say in paper. Yes. And this weekend... Well, the pre-release is this coming weekend in paper. Right, so, and then the weekend after that's released. But it's out in Arena, yeah. so people have yes. already been kind of throwing Dungeons & Dragons themed... And on Magic Online. Don't and forget the Online. bastard stepchild. Modo. But yeah, I, 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 a lot of people are very excited about this, purely because of the sort of flavour aspect, I think. Oh, they knocked it out of the park with the flavour. They absolutely did. I've played very little Dungeons & Dragons. It doesn't mean an awful lot to me, but my I am married to a, a Dungeons & Dragons player fan mm-hmm. um, and a Baldur's Gate like nerd. So I kind of recognise bits of it Yeah. Um, just from sort of getting information through osmosis but yeah. i understand people that actually play a lot of dungeons and dragons are very excited oh yeah very very much um i mean even even for those that that don't know dungeons and dragons or the forgotten realms very well there's still a bunch of things in there that you're gonna you're gonna just get yeah like there's a card called flump which is incredible there, there is a card called Flumph. Yeah, I was, I was about to say there's also some deep cuts. So yeah. <laughs> I think Flumph is more of a deep cut yeah. than, than something like, say, Dragon's Fire, mm-hmm. because even Critical hit. yeah, like magic, magic missile. People, people who don't know what, um, what Dungeons and Dragons is, have probably heard of magic missile. It's probably one of the most famous spells in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the the sort of story style cards, like the ones that are called like you. Oh, there was one I just saw. You happen upon, it's like you happen upon something to do with goblins. Yeah, or you you come to a river. Do you yeah, do you fight you the happen, current or find a ha- crossing? You happen on a glade. Yeah, I think they're really cool. They're so cool. They really it's just, are. It seems really, really well done. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to play, but in terms of um, in terms of the way it's been done to kind of sort of fit the the Dungeons and Dragons theme, seems really good. Yeah. So I have I've done three drafts and about five seals, and uh-huh. and the set is I I don't. I don't get it yet. Okay. Like I'll I'll be honest, I've not done well in in most of my in most of my uh, events I've played so far, but I'm still sort of getting the hang of it. Um, complexity wise, it's interesting because I don't think it's as complex as something like Ecoria or even the more recent sets like. Strixhaven and Kaldheim, but it's definitely more complicated than a core set, which is what it's taking the place of. I think it's kind of deceptively, it, it looks more complicated than it is, because you've got like the, the class enchantments and mm-hmm. 
um, the, the dungeons and, and things like that. And it just it looks. I think because the, a lot of the cards, like the, like the Earth Cult Elemental, where you've got the the roll the d twenty and mm-hmm. things like that. I think it looks more complicated just because a lot of the cards look different. Yeah. Um. Then it looks it looks more complicated than it is. But I do agree that it's. I've I've kind of heard some people say that it's it's replacing a core set, but it's not maybe as good for getting like new players in because a core set was very kind of basic in terms of mechanics and stuff like that i i kind of put it in the same place as magic origins yeah where it's fair. it's like corset plus yeah it's definitely less complex than the other sets they've released this year mm-hmm. but it's it's more complex than a, an average corset and the, the thing with the there's only really two new mechanics there's there's venturing and there's dice rolling. Yeah. Um, and dice rolling is not hard. <laughs> dice dice rolling's not hard. It it makes assessing the cards a little harder. But mm-hmm. once as soon as you sort of realise that you assess the card on getting the lowest roll with with one exception. Um, yeah. which is treasure chest because treasure chest's the only card in the whole set that's got like a critical fail on it um but all the other dice rolling cards if you assess them as though you're getting the lowest roll when you're going to cast the card I just assume you're going to get the lowest result and if you get better than that it's gravy yeah so like things like i'm looking at faraday's fireball which is five damage to target creature or planeswalker and then either does two damage to each player or two damage to each opponent if you just assume that you're going to take two damage when you cast that like don't cast it when you're in two life unless you're going to lose the game otherwise just assume you're going to take the two damage and if you don't brilliant Uh that's Um, reasonable and that's that's really like the the big thing with dice rolling um mm-hmm. there's there's a few cards that key off dice rolling but that's no different to uh we've seen things in the past like whenever you you cast a card that has flying or whenever you cast a creature card this ability triggers like that's things triggering off other things happening isn't you no uh venturing into the dungeon is a lot less complex than it looks. The, I think that the issue with venturing into the dungeon is to describe it and what you're doing and how it all works makes it sound really intricate with a, sort of a lot of moving parts. And it really doesn't... Like, it kind of reminds me, like, just, I've not played any limited for the set, um, uh-huh. but it kind of, like, looking at it, it kind of reminds me of, like, the old magic cards where you would you would level up, in a way. Kinda, yes. It just, it looks like the same sort of, the same sort of concept, except you have, like, presumably options of which one you want to do. Yeah, so, like, there's, there's branching paths. But other than that, it's just kind of like um, you can look at them at, like level up, or you can look at them like a saga that doesn't advance every turn. It only yeah. advances when you venture. 
that's probably a better comparison. And that's that's really as simple as it gets. And yeah, yeah the, the the branching paths is is really the 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 big difference. But it, even that isn't really that complex. So when when you first venture, you need to choose what dungeon you're going into. But there's there's only three, so it's not like a massive choice. Mm-hmm. So you've got three sort of you've got a branching path as your first choice where there's there's three options and then after that there's either no option or two options mm-hmm. with one exception the the lost mine of Fandelver has a level where there's three options on it but the the, the way the paths work you only get to choose from two of them so you're other than your initial choice of what dungeon to go into, you're never choosing between more than two things, and they're all minor effects. So explain, explain to me because I don't, I don't, I've just kind of realised that I don't understand. When you venture into a dungeon, right? Mm-hmm. Do you get to pick which of these three dungeons you want to go into? Yeah. So if, right. if you when when you venture into a dungeon, if you're not already in a dungeon, you choose one of the three dungeons to go into. Right. And they're they're basically there's the Lost Mine of Fandelver, which is your your introductory dungeon. It's based off the the adventure that's in the D and D introductory set. Yeah. Like that's that's what that Lost Mine of Fandelver is. So it's it's your kind of base level easy dungeon. It's not the quickest to complete, but it's not the longest, and all the effects are beneficial. You've got the Dungeon of the Mad Mage, which is a sort of medium-level adventure in actual D&D. And it's the longest dungeon. It's got seven different floors, so you've got a lot you've got to get through in -hmm. order to to reach the end and complete the dungeon. But again, all the effects are beneficial, and they get incrementally better the deeper into the dungeon you get. Yeah. And then there's Tomb of Annihilation, which is a... An adventure in Dungeons and Dragons that is known for being particularly deadly, even for high-level characters. Mm-hmm. It's the shortest dungeon of the of the three dungeon cards. You can complete it in only three moves if you want to, but all the effects on it are detrimental. Yeah. So it's 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 actually it's bad for you to go through it until you get to the end, and then you 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 get to summon the Atropal, who's a four-four creature with death touch which is which is a nice reward and a god yeah so it's a nice reward and you you can get there pretty quickly but you're you're screwing yourself over if you do yeah but if you've got cards that need you to have completed dungeons and you want to do that quickly then the tomb of annihilation is the one you want to pick so yeah if you if you if you um if you're playing something that's got like a lot of graveyard stuff going on because there's a lot of discard and sacrifice and stuff yeah, yeah. If you've got if you've got reanimation spells and you want to get stuff back from your graveyard, then then yeah, Tomb of Annihilation will allow you to put your big creatures into the graveyard quickly. Can I tell you one thing that I really like and one thing that I don't like about the set? Absolutely. So one thing I really like is the like showcase variants that are kind of the the ones that are like the sketches. Mhm. I think they're really cool because I just I just like that kind of sketchy. Yeah. Um, art. It's Have you seen nice. them in foil? No, they come in foil. I yeah. Have not. I have so, not. 
in foil, the the only part of them that's really foiled is the coloured background to the picture. Oh, nice. The actual the actual art of the creature isn't foiled. That so it, it just makes it really pop. It, that it, it looks fantastic. I have not seen them in foil, but I, I and pro- hopefully will. Uh, yeah. We'll probably get a box or two. One thing I don't like. And I, you're probably going to be like, what? When I say this, I don't like the lands. Oh, I love are, them. Like, <laughs> you know what I was going to say? The lands that are like the book covers. I love them so much. I just don't like them. And I'll tell you why. Because, and this was pointed out by um, by someone on Twitter. They're lands that, if, I just don't like the way they look, first of all. But if somebody brought altars of those lands to an event, I wouldn't allow them to be used because you can't easily tell what they are. Sure. And the same thing could be said of the Monster Manual variant. Yeah, I guess, but I just, uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't like them. I don't like them. The, 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 at least the, the the Monster Manual ones, they, they look, they've still got the same sort of card layout. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's worth pointing out that like, you can these are all you can use all of these because they're all officially like printed wizards cards. But at least the 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 monster manual variants they look that's just the art that's different. They look like the magic cards, mm-hmm. whereas these ones don't even look like lands. I just don't like them. I I don't, I don't I don't like them at all. I knew you would be like you would be like you're completely nuts when I said that. But... No 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 no. I I can totally get why people don't like them. Um. I think that if you didn't play Dungeons and Dragons in the 80s and early 90s, then you're almost certainly not going to like these variants. Yeah. And if you did play Dungeons and Dragons in that time, you're probably going to love them. And that's just going to be a hard dividing line. Because yeah. they, they just look exactly like the modules from that era mm-hmm. they just look exactly like them and it's they're they're so good they're so good. i can't i can't <laughs> get over the fact that they did them and and how well they've executed them i think they're fantastic but i think as i say you're you're quite free to to not like them what i really can't wait for is the inevitable secret layer See, a secret. I I can I can get. Well, maybe I can't get a secret layer. I don't know. I just what like a secret layer where they've done like the um. A lands secret layer yeah. with more lands in this style. Yeah. Like there's so many lands from Magic history, the names of which lend themselves to to this like, Valakut, the molten pinnacle. I was gonna say the most it's... vagina-y sounding lands will inevitably be a good fit. For this. <laughs> I just don't like them. I just don't. I think it goes like that. We like we, for for judges going. It has to be recognisable as a magic card. You have to be able to recognise what it is from the art and stuff like that. Has been like the mantra for mm-hmm. so long. And I get like I, I get like, a lot of these all art versions don't look like the original art, which is you know fair enough but mm-hmm. they still look like magic cards like they've got they, you can tell the, the ones that are creatures and you can tell the ones that are you know whatever else but i just these ones don't they don't 
they don't even look like lands full stop and they just don't i don't know i just it, it, it goes against it just goes against my like judge innate thing of you know that it can't be unrecognizable yeah i i totally get that and i do think that maybe the altar rules need to be looked at and and I think at some level they kind, of ha- they kind of have to be now because that's yeah was, was they're printing things that if they weren't actual official magic cards they wouldn't be allowed in tournaments yeah whereas because all, all the other all the other showcase variants they've done up until now have basically looked like magic cards yeah I'm trying to think of I'd any like you that, say the lands really don't yeah that's like the main reason that I don't like them i just like as someone that's very visual on Mm -hmm. when they play magic because i don't i don't i I, when i play magic i need to i need to see the cards yeah and and if i if if they don't look the same that's just going to really throw me off um so i mean they're the same they're the color of the land i guess and they're going to be with the lands but it just it just bothers me Mm mm-hmm but that's maybe just a, a, I'm maybe like in, in the minority of, of of thinking that. I don't I don't know that you're necessarily in the minority. Like I say, I think the split is going to definitely be an age thing and whether or not you played Dungeons and Dragons at the time where this is what modules looked like. That's my millennial uh, opinions coming out to the fore. <laughs> I mean, Pleasant Kenobi. Really likes them, and he's only twenty one, so you've got no excuse. Let's talk about these full art dragons, because I know oh, how yeah. you feel about dragons. Oh yeah, I love them. I want them all as sleeves. They're so They're nice. So cool. Tiamat looks really nice, like yeah. rainbow dragon. They're just cool. They're just all really well done and pretty and mm-hmm. i just love them i have one complaint and i okay. don't know i don't know um dungeons and dragons lore so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to help me out sure this adult gold dragon right yeah where's the baby <laughs> that's that's an excellent question i want baby gold dragon off the top of my head i think there's four age ranges for dragons uh-huh. In Dungeons and Dragons, it might be five, but there's like fledgling, young, adult, and ancient. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so I I'm... go through. I go through all of the all of those stages in any one day. Yeah. In terms yeah. of like how I feel. I'm kind of a little surprised that they didn't. They only used the the age designator on the gold dragon and not on the black, blue, green, red, or white dragons. Is there like a a default that they're kind of just assuming? Like, is there kind of if some like is there sort of an an assumed if somebody says like here's a blue dragon, everybody just kind of assumes it's one of those four? Not really. Um. I'm also surprised gold's the only metallic dragon they did, but I guess you don't want to fill up the entire set. 
with just with dragons, dragons? And why you've the got fuck a... not it's called uh, dungeons and dragons you've got, got have, you've got to have room for the dungeons as well uh, fuck the dungeons just have dra- all dragons all day it's it's called adventure dungeons and dragons adventures in the forgotten realms you've got to make room for the dungeons the adventures the realms and the memory loss no fuck it dragons and dragons adventures in the dragons <laughs> that's what i want so the one the one thing that i've seen people complaining about the dragons is like why is blue dragon blue when it's got lightning breath like uh-huh. that's the, the effect that it does isn't lightning breath yeah and... i saw that a lot of people kind of taking offense at, at that i mean you've only got bad options when you want to do these cards yeah because either you you put blue dragon in blue and you can't represent its lightning breath properly Uh or you have a red card called blue dragon and a blue (laughs) card called white (laughs) dragon and if you thought I was mad about those lands, wait, and, and, <laughs> wait till you wait till you see me getting mad about the red blue dragon. Yeah, no one wants that. <laughs> like literally, no one. You don't want a black card called green dragon. <laughs> no one wants that. That's it. That just reminds me of that. That was it. The 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 forest that was printed like a plains. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we know how well that went. Mm-hmm having it the the color is literally in the name and i understand that if you're being strict with the the effects of what those creatures do they shouldn't necessarily be their magic colors but like i say the only choices are bad choices and i think making the aesthetic choice rather than the mechanical choice is the correct way to go yeah because blue dragon should be blue if you've got a red card called blue dragon it's just going to like more people are going to be confused at that yeah confusion and delay Uh no i think that's fair um like i can there's no way around it really is there there's not there's not you you have to make one of those two choices and they're both bad so are these like are these i take it the um, sort of like the lightning breath, acid breath, etc. Those are abilities that these dragons have in actual Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, th- those are the the breath weapons of those dragons. So it's not it's not even like they can just sort of fiddle around with the abilities to kind of make it fit. These are like actual abilities that are exist in in the D and D canon. Yeah, like right. the 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 most famous things about the dragons are probably their breath weapons the like mm-hmm. the most most iconic things about them you you can't change those no well i mean that's fair um yeah i think because the, the rest of them all kind of check out it's yeah. just the, the blue one but i guess that the, yeah <laughs> there's no, like to make it red they would have to start you would have two you would have a blue a red dragon called blue dragon a red dragon called red dragon yeah and just no that's not like <laughs> i've <laughs> I don't have time keeping on top of things as they are. I do really like the uh, I do really like the full art dragons though. I think they're really cool. They are really nice. Do you want to play the euphemism game? Let's play the euphemism game. Because Let's I think I've I've just had a quick scroll through this earlier and I was like, this is this is just a a fertile hive of 
euphemism names. Oh yeah. Purple worm. <laughs> Old Knobbone. <laughs> Purple worm is the best one. <laughs> the Book of Vile Darkness. Hive of the Eye Tyrant. I know some mm. people that that's what they call their underwear. <laughs> no. Um, dancing Sword. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bag of Holding. Y- yep. <laughs> Gelatinous Cube. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oswald, Oswald Fiddlebender really sounds like it should be. <laughs> Especially because his ability is called Magical Tinkering. Magical tinkering, eh? Mm-hmm. The black staff of water deep. Yep. Ugh. Sphere of annihilation. Flump. Flump. Yep. That's Flump. that's an auditory. Uh... <laughs> check for traps. You should always check for you traps. Should always before, check for traps before engaging in any um in any form of activity. With Kick anyone. in the door. Yep. You meet in a tavern, that's what you do, and then you check for traps. Yeah, and and then once you've checked for traps, you kick you in the door. You apply plate armour. <laughs> you apply the plate armour. <laughs> Burning hands is what happens if you don't check for traps. Yes. Yep. Ray of enfeeblement also what happens if you don't check for traps. Mm-hmm. This is so educational. Magic missile? Monk of the open hand? <laughs> That's that's hasn't that's met, when, that's when you uh, when you strike out in the tavern. <laughs> when you when you when you don't meet anyone in the tavern. Yeah. You are the monk of the open hand. This isn't a a name euf- euphemism, but can we talk about the art on contact other plane? Because I know that that's meant Ooh. to be an eye. I know it's meant to be an eye, <laughs> but that card is contact extra plane or vagina. Can you imagine trying to summon like whatever that dude is trying to summon and this like massive vulva just appears instead? Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? You're like, no, that's that's the wrong spell. It reminds mm-hmm. me of you seen that you know that comic that's got like the um the wizard that's trying to summon a demon, but he's he's like used cursive and it looks like lemon. And oh yeah, this, he summons a lemon. With yeah. a stupid little face just appears. Mm-hmm. That's what that reminds me of. Uh what else? Oh. Rally man- rally maneuver if you're a bit tired. Portable hole. <laughs> I used to um, see a lot of them when I worked in the Amazon warehouse. Mm-hmm. Choose your weapon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Power of persuasion. Uh-huh. That's what you you're see... trying to do once you've met in the tavern. <laughs> you see a pair of goblins. That's normally what happens when I'm in the tavern. <laughs> Shocking grasp. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Wild shape. We've all been there. Boots of speed. We've all been there. <laughs> Thieves tools. Ochre jelly. Oh, that's what happens when you don't check for traps. Yep. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Scaled herbalist is who you have to see about your ochre jelly. It is. It is. Secret door. Wizard spell door. book. Yep. Take take a leaf through my wizard spell book. <laughs> instrument bard. of the bards yep. every every person I know that plays a bard in in Dungeons and Dragons their character is fucking always trying to seduce everyone so I know exactly what the instrument of the bards is 
That reminds me of um. This is not related to Magic or Dungeons and Dragons, but there used to be like the the like a Lord of the Rings MMO. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband used to play it, and he says that all he used to do in it was he had like I can't, was it like a lute or something or like I can't remember or a flute. Um, and he used to just play green sleeves on it constantly. So we used to wander around with the people that he was playing with and just play green sleeves on this in- whatever instrument it was all the time. Amazing. Like constantly. Like all the time. I was like, that is that sounds. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, you find the villain's lair. Oh, do you? Oh, feign death. I've done that in the tavern a few times. I've come across a pair of goblins. Long rest. That's what you need after everything's done. Yep. You come to a river. Oh, I just grossed myself out. Oh, here's... We've all met this guy, right? Uh-huh. If you so, say bear, I'm going to die. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what I was going to say is, you know how some some people refer to, to their virginity as their, their flower? Yeah. Right? Well... The, the White Planeswalker is the Grand Master of Flowers. And we've all <laughs> met that guy. Oh no. We've all met that guy. I think he's been in my Twitter mentions a few times. <laughs> Let's see. I just took a drink of tea and almost sprayed it over my screen. <laughs> while, we're, while we're talking about uh, cards that sound like they should be euphemisms but aren't. Inferno of the Star Mount. Gretchen Titchwillow. Mm-hmm. Um, I misread Barrowing of Clan Under and thought it said Burrowing, and I was like, yeah, that's one. It's not. Halapasha <laughs> uh, Ruinseeker. Eliwick Tumblestrum. I, I, that just, <laughs> that just that, sounds it, rude. Your name it, sounds rude, Eliwick. They all, they all sound like um, the actor that was the, the lead in the BBC TV series Sherlock. Yes, yes. <laughs> Treasure chest, obvious. Obvious, yeah. Bag of holding, obvious. Obvious. Dungeon map, obvious. F- Fifty feet of rope, less obvious, but you know. <laughs> I've got that in my cupboard. Spear. <laughs> Spear dagger. Spiked pit trap. Mm-hmm. That's what gives you the ochre jelly. You see. All right, we're on the lands. Oh great. They're all. They're all good. Yeah. Dungeon. Den of set. the bugbear. <laughs> Lair of the Hydra. Cave of the Frost Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Temple of the Dragon Queen, that's what I call mine. Yep. And then we've got Dungeon of the Mad Mage, Tomb of Annihilation, and Lost Mine of Fandelver, which, again, all euphemisms. All euphemisms. All Tomb through. of Annihilation is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine meeting someone in a tavern and being like, you want to see my Tomb of Annihilation? <laughs> that's a hook. <laughs> Immovable Rod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's they're they're just making it too easy now. I what misread the... Men Wily Illusionist. Oh god, what did you think it's <laughs> Men Wily Illusionist <laughs> Again, we've all met him. Yep. Uh thorough investigation. Bag of Devouring. Rod of Absorption. Wand Ex- of Orcus <laughs> Extract Brain. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's we've all been there. A component pouch, fiend lash. Hurl through hell. I've uh, <laughs> I've looked at pictures of people and gone. They can hurl me through hell. <laughs> a 
Dark Rift. <laughs> Wild Endeavor, been there. <laughs> Belt of Giant Strength. Mm-hmm. There's a joke in there about somebody belting you with giant strength through hell. That sounds painful. <laughs> it's worth pointing out, um, just while we're, we're on the subject, because it's it's been kind of, a lot of people are asking, and it's been kind of talked about on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure like most people have seen it, but if you haven't, um, the cards that in the Forgotten Realms that say uh, you have to roll a d20, you have to roll an actual factual d20. You can't mm-hmm. roll a spin down. Yes. Because a spin down is too, like, it's not randomised sufficiently for, like, it works for rolling for who's going to go first, I guess, but for in terms of picking options, it's too easy to kind of roll it and have influence over the outcome, I guess, because it's not it's not randomised enough, the numbers just go round. Yeah. But you get them in your, they're doing actual D20s instead of spin downs in the pre-release kits, so if you've got a pre-release, you'll have at least one. And most, yeah. if not all, game shops will sell them. Oh, I'd, I'd be shocked if your game shop didn't have Doesn't. D20s in stock. Especially, also, especially given that they should know about the need for them in Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Also, what game shop isn't selling Dungeons and Dragons merchandise? Like, come on. Yeah, if, if they're selling... Ma- unless they're a specialist card shop. Yeah, which is fair. But yeah. even so, like you would think that dice would be... Yeah, dice yeah. Card games. I would expect so. If you're building a commander deck, by the way, great opportunity to get some fancy, like a fancy proper dice set, because some of them are really pretty. Oh, absolutely. I love dice. Like, I have absolutely no... Um, I don't play Dungeons & Dragons, hardly ever, if at all, so I have no need for, like, a, a fancy, glittery, full set of, of proper dice, but they're so pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get them specially made, you can just, like, even the ones that you can just sort of buy, they're nice, and they come in all different colours, and they're, you get metal ones, and you get glass ones, and they're just nice. I literally, honestly, like, I, I would like to play Dungeons & Dragons, I think, just to use the dice. That's <laughs> fair. they're really pretty. Like, they're just so nice. And the metal ones are really heavy and satisfying. They're, to they're so satisfying. <laughs> they're so, yeah, they're so chunky like and make you, good noise. You need a playmat to roll them on because you're going to wreck your table. But Yeah, like the, I've got one. I, I can't remember if it's an actual D20 or spinning that I've got, but it proper, like, if you if you don't do it on a playmat or a soft surface, it makes, like, a hell of a noise. It just goes clang. Yeah. But they're so good. Definitely, definitely just buy a set of dice just to have, just in case. Just in case. Because yeah. like having a having one having a set of dice for a set like this would be really handy. Just buy buy a nice set of dice. Mm-hmm. Find a small um business owner or LGS that um that will do you a nice a nice set of dice in whatever colour combination and material you fancy mm-hmm. and just get some just to have. Just to have in your house. They're they're useful. Wanna make a decision about what you're gonna have for, for dinner? Roll a dice. Yeah. It's perfect. Four different options. Roll a d4. Lose it on mm-hmm. the ground. Stand on it a week later. Fuck your Correct. foot up. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I, um, I. You know how, um, like I've told Casey this story multiple times, but you know how standing on a Lego is like famously the most painful thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I fell a couple of weeks ago over my child's toy box. Like, oh, no. so like, I'm, I like, I. I, I, I'm really clumsy just now anyway but like I, I managed to get my foot caught in the toy box and I, I literally flew across the room landed on my knees 
on a big sort of you know those like plastic box big plastic storage box you should get in like Poundland or whatever uh-huh. or B&M like landed on one of them on my knees in the middle of all the Duplo oh no honestly thought I'd broken my leg it was oh, so no. sore I was like lying on the floor crying until my, my mum came back in to see what the noise was and I'm like lying there with this like shards of plastic box everywhere and Duplo all over the floor would not recommend so many bruises it very sounds sore. awful very very sore um, was limping about for the rest of the day. So yeah, don't don't drop your dice or yeah. your duplo. Or your duplo. Definitely not. So I I can only imagine the fury that you must feel, Casey, having held in your rager <laughs> for, for all these months. Tell us what's on your mind. Pro play. When is it ever not on our minds? Yeah. Um, we had a, we did, I think it was like our New Year's resolution, I think, was to understand pro play. Or maybe it was last year's New Year's resolution. It might I have been know. last year's, I never yeah. fucking, I never fucking managed it, so. Well, I think, I think I have some good news in that oh. respect. Oh god, okay. Yeah, because I think I finally actually understand pro play. Incredible. Tell there me isn't me. any. Hey! <laughs> Thank God that they, that finally a solution. Finally, we <laughs> we we understand how pro play is going to work, and that it isn't. Because as far <laughs> as I can see, there's just not going to be any. Okay, well, so, I mean, that's one way of that's one way of getting around the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so they've announced that after the twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two season, the Magic Pro League and the Rivals League will be coming to an end. Which, presumably, very sad for the people involved, but yeah, they really didn't make it as big a deal as I was expecting it to be. No, they didn't. They've not announced a replacement, so fuck knows what what happens to pro play after the middle of next year. But here's the thing. Right, what what was what was the Magic Pro League and the Rivals League? It it was a league that every couple of months or something they had league weekends where everyone played everyone else and you got league points based on on how many wins you got and stuff and that qualified you for the world championships and things there's there's not going to be any league weekends in the 2021-2022 season no so so what is the magic pro league for that season it's it's a bunch of people not playing the league. And the Rivals League is a bunch of people not playing the league. How so can you call just... it a league when there's no league? Hang on, let's let's reverse a minute. So they're 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 the Magic Pro League exists but they're not gonna play any games? Yep. Make it make sense. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> I don't oh so, but then, oh, why not just end it all like at the same time? A pass. 
Oh, I see. I I knew. I kind of knew. I knew that that, that, that was it was ending. I didn't. I didn't realize that there must be some like I don't know monetary reason. So in terms of I don't know. But so to make up for it, they've increased the the prize pools for the the set championships, which are our current equivalent of the pro tours, mm-hmm. and the members of the Magic Pro League and the Rivals League get automatic qualification for those events. So they're still going to be playing those events for the 21-22 yeah. season. So, yeah, so it's not but, like it's just a completely redundant system. There, yeah. is, there is some... Yeah, again, but as, yeah. as far as I can see, those are the only events for the Magic Pro League and the Rivals League for the 21-22 season. Uh-huh. Just, just the set championships. That's it seems decent like why not why not just end it and say you get qualification for these events for the next year like oh like on, a, on an individual player basis rather yeah than, yeah that makes that would that would make sense that would make way more sense i just i don't i don't understand it i don't understand it i find it really ironic that um we've spent all these years trying to work out exactly what pro what the sort of pro play and organized play system was mm-hmm. and now even that they've decided to just can it we still don't understand <laughs> yeah it's like why? i mean i, I kind of do understand it I, I i understand how it works i just don't understand why they've done it that's yeah. that's that's what i mean so i i finally understand how pro play works if if you are in one of these leagues you don't play in a league and instead you play in the pro tours yeah, and that's the it. league doesn't necessarily need to exist for that to happen. No, no, it doesn't need to exist at all. <laughs> I don't understand. There's also been um, a major sort of controversy recently about the the world like, championship. The itself. world championship itself, yeah, because they basically just like took all the prize money away. Yeah. So despite the fact they originally said there was going to be. Um, was it like seven hundred fifty thousand pounds? Yeah. So I I think originally they said there was going to be a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar prize pool yeah. for the world championship. I, I forgot that we had to. We were talking like US money. Yeah. How incredibly Eurocentric of me. And then they announced the the prize pool breakdown, and it broke down to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And <laughs> everyone I'm, went. Everyone I, went. I'm not a math scientist, but I know that $250,000 and $750,000 are two different amounts. <laughs> I'm not a scientist at all. And even I can tell you that $250,000 is less than $750,000. It is. It's so the significantly big, less. The big like Poirot question is, where's the other $500,000? Well, when is it? Where is it gone? An an excellent question, and it's. <laughs> I'm not a detective, but it it feels like they kind of shot themselves in the foot with this, because they've um they've not backpedaled after community outrage, although there was community outrage. They didn't they didn't <laughs> just backpedal a little, just a little bit. But but what they did was announce that. Each of the sixteen players is going to be getting an appearance fee of fifty thousand uh-huh. dollars. So that's that's a total of an additional eight hundred thousand dollars 
which is nice. It's 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 more than that five hundred thousand dollars that went missing. <laughs> so to to make up for their fuck up, they've ended up spending another three hundred thousand dollars on appearance fees. Now I'm not a math scientist, but I really feel like they could do with employing some math scientists. Yeah. <laughs> Because like I failed maths in high school, and even I can even I can point out these these discrepancies mm-hmm. that are cropping up. Like I think, I kind of think what maybe happened is that um, I I don't have confirmation of this, but reading between some lines, I get the feeling that some of the pros submitted their deck lists in advance, and they they were all basic lands. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, I mean that's 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 entirely reasonable. That's that's not going to lead to compelling gameplay, shall we say? No. Fun story. One of our friends did that at a GP once and ended up on Reddit. Mhm. First just submitting a deck called All the Basics and it was just all basic lands and apparently um, at one point he got a judge called on him because he was just turning over the top card of his library and paying it down without even looking at it. Yep. And his opponent called the judge and was like something's wrong and the judge was like no he's that's entirely a reasonable thing to do but his opponent just thought he was cheating somehow because he was literally just flipping the card over yeah obviously gonna be a land got a judge called really funny but i presume on arena that's not quite as exciting to watch definitely not 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 compelling gameplay as exciting as that yeah uh, no, I can. That's that's reasonable. So you think that these the the pros have all just submitted basic lands, and or some of the pros and the wizards have gone. Mm. We we fucked this up. Yeah. Now, the issue I... that I have right, and I I said this on Twitter, is that um in the past, and I don't know if this is what they're doing, but it's definitely a tactic, is announcing mm-hmm. something completely heinous, and then when everybody says what the fuck are you doing, like turning around and going, all right, we heard you, we'll we'll make it like this, so everybody thinks that they're like um they're being really reasonable and listening to feedback when actually uh-huh. they've just presented a slightly less shitty option. Yeah. But because they've kind of presented it after horrible feedback, it kind of makes them look like they're listening or whatever. And I don't know if... I, I feel like that's not the same thing. I feel like they've just genuinely like made a massive fuck-up. I but think... I saw a few people commenting when they announced the prize, like they, they, they announced this like appearance fee, whatever, that's going to cost them more money, being like, oh, you know, thank you for reversing it. It's like, don't fucking mm-hmm. thank them for reversing it. They took it away in the first place. Yeah. Like, how low is your bar? Yeah. <laughs> Raise it, please. I, I don't think... The, the fact that it's ended up costing them more money means, in this circumstance, I don't think this was a planned thing. I no. don't think this was a planned in advance sort of turnaround. But you're absolutely right. Like, don't... Don't thank them for... for... For, it's like literally like, the bare minimum the yeah. bare minimum, even probably even less than the bare minimum like, that's like me walking, going to Casey's house and walking into Casey's house and spending like 15 minutes having a chat and then being like Casey thank you so much for not punching me straight in the face yeah. the moment I walked in yeah <laughs> it's like you said you were going to give us this and then you took it away. You don't yeah. get thanked for actually following through on, on yeah. what you said you were going to do. If I go out for dinner and I get served like a completely raw steak, and I go, the steak could be revived by a skilled vet, 
um, and they take it away back at the kitchen and bring me out my properly cooked steak, I don't go, thank you so much, and leave them like a five-star review on TripAdvisor. That's just not how it works. No, no. That's just not how it works. Like, I'm pretty, my short-term memory really sucks, but it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, as as far as I can see, that's that's the state of Magic Pro Play. Everything's fucked up, and there isn't any state being the um, the absolute <laughs> state of Magic yeah. Pro Play. State being the operative word. Yeah. What a state! They've said in one of these articles, we're we're not ready to publish our details for the 2022-2023 season and beyond. Probably because they haven't fucking come up with them yet. Yeah. Uh, now, hopefully. That is because they don't know what the world's going to look like. I'd, I'd love to give them the benefit of the doubt, and that it's they they don't know how many people are going to be able to put in a room and and things like that. But at the same time, I'm I'm sick of giving Wizards Pro Play the benefit of the doubt on these things. Yeah, because it almost it almost never turns out well. Yeah. So yeah, well, stay tuned to see what that's going to look like. We'll probably have another rager. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll weeks. know by this time next year. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. What what the twenty twenty one twenty two seasons going to look like? Well, well yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, that's that's we we live in hope. Yeah. Casey, I've missed playing Magic the Gathering recently Me too. because everything's been closed down during the pandemic and Arena's just not the same. But you know what I've missed more than Magic the Gathering? What have you missed? Everyone's favourite party game, Shite or Delight. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I've not played it in so long. I know. So I'm going to read Casey out a, a, list of, a list of things and she's going to rate them as Shite or a Delight, depending on how she feels about them. It's, it's pretty quick fire. There's very rarely any context. Casey, are you ready? Um, I'm just I'm getting myself into my my zen flow state so that I can just give you an immediate opinion without thinking it through. Yeah. Okay. Are you zen? I'm zen. Are you zen? We're all zen up. Okay. All zen up. Let's go. Dungeons and Dragons. Delight. Dungeons. Delight. Dragons. Complete delight. (laughs) D4 dice with the numbers on the edges. Shite. D4 dice are actually D12 dice. Delight. Pro play in the era of roughly 2015. Delight. Battle of Wits game show. Delight. The UK pretending COVID doesn't exist. <laughs> Shite. <laughs> Living in the eighth worst region for COVID in the UK. Shite. It really is. Uh, misplacing $500,000. Shite. <laughs> uh, the year being over halfway done already. Shite. Fucked up when you realise that, eh? Yep. Star Trek. Delight. Mini milk ice lollies. Oh, delight. They're so good. Standing Not a mini milk in ages. They've got a box of them in my fridge because we give Holy them the baby. Shit. Come round and have a mini milk. I will. Uh, but maybe not because I'm in the eighth worst COVID era, like, region in, in Europe. That's fair. Uh, stand, uh, standing on a D4 dice. Shite. Running a large PC in the middle of a humid day. Shite. Football. Shite. Booing the national anthem of your opponents when your own anthem is God Save the Fucking Queen. Shite. It's such a shitty anthem. I it is. God. It's awful. Some cheek booing any other anthem when you've got to sing God Save the Queen, the most depressing song in history. It's the final of the Euros tonight, and I'm going to be raging if the England fans boo the Italian national anthem because it's a f- 
banger. It's a banger. The quote's so good. Anyway, well done, Casey. That was some good zen. Thank you. Got 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 into it. Just immediate <laughs> responses. That's what we like to see. By the way, did you know if you Google a D4 dice, as I have done to look at pictures of them, you know how you get the um, suggested searches along the top, like the additional ones? Yeah. So like you can Google it, like it's got like red, green, crystal, metal, whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the one, one of them is Caltrop. Okay. Which seems, <laughs> it's like the people that are doing this are obviously aware of the the implications of leaving them on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Casey, if people want to offer you their opinions on their favourite dragon in Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, where can they find you on the internet to do this? They can find me on Twitter, at PurpleSnap, or also on Instagram, at PurpleSnap, and you can also find us both on the Scourge Divas Twitter, which is at Scourge Divas. And if if your opinion on dragons will not fit into 240 characters... You can email us at scourge.divas at gmail.com, which Indeed. would be great, to be honest, if people want to send us like a long-form essay or a bit of free verse on dragons. Oh, please, free verse on dragons. That would, that be, would great. be brilliant. We'll perform it. We will. <laughs> we'll have a slam poetry session. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeyWurstArtist and also on Instagram at HeyWurstArtist and on the other uh, Scourge Divas channels that Casey mentioned. If you want to discuss anything that we've discussed on this show, or things that we haven't. If you want to tell us that football's coming home, please fucking don't. Yeah, please. Please don't. It can stay where it is. <laughs> yeah. Send it away. Football hasn't been home since 1966. Pretty Did Patel they... won't let it in the country. Did England win it in 1966? I, I think so. I mean, oh, okay. They, they like to keep that quiet. Yeah. We'll see you next time when we probably still won't know the state of competitive play. Probably not. (laughs) But we never know. Bye! Bye!